How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. I love Mondays. And yes, I'm being 100% serious. Why? It's because I'm a Duncan Rewards member. And Mondays are better with Duncan Rewards. Every Monday this month, Rewards members get a free medium hot or iced coffee with any purchase. Not a member? Join on the Duncan app and never miss a deal like this. Duncan Rewards. Save them, stack them, use them how you want. America runs on Duncan. Limit one per member per Monday. Additional charges and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we married our two favorite pastimes of Denver Broncos and beer. I am JT Matthews. You can find me at JTMatthews01 on Twitter. And I'm here with the doctor, Nicholas Manning, at DR underscore Manning on Twitter. And of course, super uh, editor, producer, and guest, not guest, host, John Cronenberg. Sorry, John, I'm not calling you a guest. You're a host. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, I, I dip out and come back. So, we, we, you know, guest works too. We all do. We're just like all long time. It's more. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's because uh, it feels, you know, because it feels like vacation. Like we're like, it's enjoyable, you know, doesn't feel yeah, like we're Exactly. And I think like, you know, I was out a few weeks uh, or like a week la- last month. You're going to be out next week for your vacay. You know, we just kind of, we, we fill in as we need to. And sometimes I feel like I haven't done this with John for a while. So it's nice. It's been a while. It really has. So it's it's good to have you back. And uh, I'm glad to talk some free agency with you. Yeah, let's talk free agency first. I just want to see how everyone's doing. Doc, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I uh, I don't have, so we skipped beer time last time because I had a little bit of a smell aversion. And uh, I was <laughs> Yes, yeah. I was having a rough day and I was like, I don't want to waste the beer. <laughs> and so uh feel good. Feel rank feel normal. Um a little bit uh a little bit less than 48 hours. So I'm on a plane and saps are here in the cold. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling yeah, good. I bet. I bet. Yeah, I didn't know it was, I thought we, for some reason I thought we were doing like Sunday to Sunday. You're doing like Thursday to Thursday, huh? Yeah. Get that whole weekend Thursday. off. Get that whole Friday, Thursday, off, get back, and then you, I still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday to like yeah. ease back into school and all that good stuff. It's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, John, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm hanging in there, guys, to be honest. I think I, I'm not sure if I told you guys that, you know, I dropped a, a bookcase on, on my toe and, uh, <laughs> it, you know, so it's, it's broken and just kind of hanging in there, you know, Bang. it's one of those literally, things where you're, literally it's just hanging there. <laughs> just well, well, no, it, it's gone. It's 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 gone. Basically. It's gone. <laughs> well, the toenail. I mean, like, oh. like it, that's what I meant. Uh, it, it is no longer hanging on. That went. Uh, it was just that went fast. So, uh, you know, just 
trying to sleep, you know, even though like it's it's just so tender. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're not used to having uh no no protection there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, hopefully you recover quickly. That's uh that's the goal at least. Yeah. Um let's talk free agency. We talked a little bit earlier in the week. We talked about Jared Stidham and his contract. We talked about Ben Powers and we talked about Mike McClinchy. But there's been a lot of more movement. There's been a lot more movement. So I think we need to get into some of that. John, did you want to, since you weren't able to ta- chat with us about the the first three powers, Stidham and McClinchy, any uh, any initial thoughts on those? Yeah, I think overall, I, I'd like to say that the guaranteed money makes me feel pretty comfortable with these deals overall in comparison to where it was at without knowing the guaranteed money. Sure. Uh, I think for powers, $28.5 million guaranteed. Uh, over four years, you know, that's very, you know, very doable. I think, again, with McGlinchey, it's more of a three-year deal when you can get out of that. Um, so even though it is, you know, $50 million and it is expensive, you can get out after three years. This isn't something where you're tied to a player for a long time and you have to be concerned about, like Juwan James uh, in the past when you did that deal. Mm-hmm. It's more These are more structured in a proper way. I'm seeing a lot of incentive-based deals. Uh, that That's what I like to see is where, where these players – Yes, you see for Ben Powers, $52 million deal, but he can earn that, hopefully. And if he does, the Broncos are doing well. Uh, otherwise, you know, again, that that $30 million basically guaranteed is where you're at. Uh, Stidham kind of left me a little confused at first, but the more I think about it, the more more I've kind of grown to, to like it. I think he's similar to Winston in, in some ways, but uh, cheaper, and they were able to get him for, you know, two years instead of one year with Winston. And again, only $5 million guaranteed. And it, it you know, that's the price of, of backups now, essentially today. Uh, and you, you move on from Rippon, but you know, you wish him the best hope. Hopefully he gets maybe one more chance to, to uh, give it a go, but if not coaching, coaching's calling him. Uh, yeah. Otherwise though, you know, uh, McGlinchey again, like we we're talking about $50 million, three-year deal, essentially uh, I, I'm comfortable with that. I figured you would be at least happy that they're spending some money on the offensive line. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a little bit of part of me is is torn still as, as a fan uh, about what happened sometimes. But at the same point, I really like Ben Powers. I think that's as, as good of a, a deal as you can make out there for your guard um, yeah. without over without overspending. Uh, you know, some of the other guys, you know, if, if we we're looking at the entire list of what was happening in the NFL, uh, when the Falcons re-st- re-signed uh, Chris uh, Lindstrom for that uh, $22 million, $21 million per year average, yeah. uh, $100 million deal, I think this is pretty appetizing in comparison. Yeah, yeah, especially for a, you know, a market that's always being reset. You never know exactly what guys are really worth. Uh, you, have an, you try and come up with your best uh, best idea, but a lot of times it's, you know, maybe teams overvalue or undervalue someone based on, uh, their past performance but it's I think that that price point was really yeah I think you're right it was really nice and and definitely made it more palatable for sure um let's get into some of the other ones that the doc and I haven't chatted about glad to huh? get oh you want to you want to talk about those ones no oh okay I'm just, I'm just making just sure. providing them uh, let's start with none of all, all of these are going to be extremely exciting, but I want opinions anyways, because they're Broncos you know, now. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't tell me how to feel. You don't know if I'm going to I just, it. I like, I don't know, like tight end Chris Manhurts, two year deal, six mil, uh, over two years. I feel 
fine about it. I feel a little lukewarm about it, if I'm being honest, but I understand. Uh, it, it feels like they're really emphasizing blocking. I think Van Hertz is a good blocking tight end. This is something that uh, clearly this uh, offensive regime has come in and said, this was completely broken <laughs> on the Broncos uh, last season. And so I think Van Hertz fits what they want uh as far as that goes i i like it i mean he's a he is an athletic guy he started to come on over the last couple of seasons handful of catches um doesn't have a lot of drops at least the the stuff that i looked at so uh, a reliable guy i think he's always been cast as that blocking tight end so i don't know if there's more there i also think based on who you have on the roster you got albert oku wegbuna who is uh just essentially a big receiver and Greg Dulcich, who is a really good receiver and uh, effort blocker um, that he kind of completes the trio. I assume they'll add, you know, they'll add some uh, uh, UDFAs and that kind of stuff maybe to the room, Uh, but his, his blocking skills are fantastic. You know, and I was uh, making this comment on the radio earlier that uh, this team won't struggle on third and one and third and two again. You know, or not yeah. often. And, and you know, this goes to the identity, which, again, we'll we'll talk about with a couple more of the additions. So you add Powers, who is a tremendous pulling guard, uh, Mike McGlinchey, who is a, you know, a human anvil, and uh, Manhurts. And those are three three gentlemen who, you know, aren't, aren't scared to put their nose in it. Uh, you mm-hmm. had Garrett Bowles, who is a, a, a feisty one in the run game, and uh, Quinn Miners. I mean, you got yourself. Uh, those are those are guys that I wouldn't, you know, if I was second level linebacker, it's gonna suck. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Johnny, have any feelings about man hurts in general? Um, weird, you know, to be honest, sentence. it's one of those things where Doctor, you know, Doctor Nicholas Manning hit it on the head. I'm sorry, there's nothing else I can add. <laughs> well, how? You did good. I'm sorry that that's just the truth. There, you okay. spoke the okay. truth. It's well, fair, and I think. The thing I do like about the Manhurts signing is he has shown to be a, a capable pass catcher. You know, he's probably not it wasn't off use. I would I wouldn't consider him to be a huge pass catching threat. However, he's someone that you can kind of put in there if if uh you think the defense is gonna uh you know uh dial into your running game and, and have the ability to kind of scheme in open, especially in the red zone, something like that, or or uh you know, a third or fourth down situation. Mm-hmm. Someone that, you know, that defense isn't necessarily going to be keeping their eye on um, with the same detail that they would with someone else, another right. playmaker per se. So I think just having some, him having the, the ability to catch the ball and be a threat in the red zone, I think is an, an additional perk for uh, the Broncos for sure. Yeah. Okay. Real quick question. Yeah. Is he a upgrade over Eric Tomlinson? Just a yes or a no. Why don't you go first, JT? Mm, mm, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, I think it's kind of a, a non-zero move, to be honest. He might, he might be a slightly better uh, blocker, but I don't. It doesn't move the needle much for me, is what I'll say. Doc? Well, I mean, it's not a needle mover. It's not. You know, they didn't trade for Darren Waller. Sure. <laughs> um, I, but I think I think he is better at what they want him to do than Eric Tomlinson or uh, Sauber. 
I, I think Sobert probably I'd feel more comfortable with him in the past game. But even yeah. when he came here, I I don't think his career catches were much more than uh, what Manhurts has. So I think on paper they're probably fairly similar. Uh, but he's a much better run blocker. I mean, he's he is who we thought we were going to get with um, Tomlinson. And I just, I didn't yeah. think that Tomlinson was that great when the tech, I, I, I thought we were going to get better there and his familiarity with Sean Payton and Sean Payton's offense. Um, I think will help the the learning curve there and probably help that room with Dulcich and, uh, and Albert O, which that's going to be huge. Uh, if, if you can get both of those guys to play a, a little bit of a step up Albert O to, to be competent when he's in there, even just getting in people's way and kind of getting back to the form that made him a threat. And Greg Dulcich adds another layer to his game. That's going to be a pretty dynamic room. You got a guy that smashed some faces and a couple other guys who really can uh, cause some problems in the past game. So I think that there's added value there, but uh, it's not a needle mover, which his contract size, um, you know, what a million five or something. I mean, it's almost that minimum money. So it's, it's not like, uh, I mean, the, the money is the language, right? So, sure. Um, so yeah, I like it. I like it better than the previous two. Ground shaking, no, but uh, I think it's a, a one of those sneaky good moves. I guess. I'll and just, and, and sorry, and just to to put a point on it, I think that it, it's hard to be. It's hard to assess last year and players' performances last year, and kind of for me to say like, oh yeah, this player is going to be project him forward as successful or unsuccessful based on anything offensively that the Broncos did last year. And so, you know, I, I think Tomlinson still has upside and I think he'll probably more be more productive in a different system. Um, upside. What, what well, upside? I just think compared to what, what he did here, I think he has what more potential. Is potential better? But for what? I don't know. To be, to be, to uh, be not what? a mainstay, but to, to be a rotational player, to be someone that can, uh, can contribute to to winning football. I think it's possible. Thirty three. Um, he's got <laughs> a total of twenty seven catches, and this last year he had nine. So that was a that was thirty percent of his career. See, he's just hitting his stride right now. And he had two touchdowns, which is <laughs> which um, doubled his previous career high with one uh, in two thousand seventeen, and so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, essentially, right? Like, Manhurts is like that's who they're getting again. He just yeah, again, exactly with the system and the same player. A better one. <laughs> Thank you for your quick me. yes or no answers. Yeah, yeah, very quick. Don't tell answer. me. Don't tell me. Eric Tomlinson has a room to stop it. <laughs> stop it. All right, moving on. Alex. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Three year, eighteen million uh dollars over a three-year uh span uh i love the signing we talked about it on the the last pod uh as something that we would do you know and we said right around that i think doc said right around that six million number uh would be fair that's what he's brought back for three years about six million a year and uh i feel like our we're set at middle linebacker right now as long as health uh i mean we'll get to uh Griffin Griffith Griffin I don't know I always forget his name but um in a little bit here but yeah Jonas uh 
but single bringing Singleton back was big. I think you know you got to reward guys that uh, outplay their contracts, and and I think that this was an opportunity for them to do that with Singleton. And John, how do you feel about that overall? You know, I always feel like Damani Leach has his hands somewhere on this, and you know Singleton was a Canadian football player, so he, he he's always about the worldwide kind of view. So he, he he probably put in a lot of chips trying to say bring back Singleton. He gets the Canadian fans. What I'm joking, obviously, <laughs> but. Um, Gotta get those Canadian for, football fans. Yeah, but for, <laughs> but for real, um, I think this is a great great deal. I think this is what um, the Broncos needed. He, I've been a fan of him for for a long time. I feel like uh, at least in terms when he was signed as a Bronco, I felt like he was going to fit in at least as a special teams ace. And now, wow, look at the production he's able to do when he was given the opportunity uh, again after his you know first year in Philadelphia doing so well or his final year in Philadelphia. So I'm very happy about this deal. It's, um, and it's, you know, it, it's essentially pretty cheap. You know, it, it's what the market's at. Uh, why spend a draft pick when you only have five of them on a uh, off-ball linebacker, honestly? And, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, look at some of the other guys and, and see who you can bring in for cheap and maybe some UDFAs. Uh, there's yeah. there's going to be a lot of guys that teams aren't going to take because, again, they, they want to save their picks. So it's one of those things uh, – Competition is going to be very important uh, to find those guys below that are going to be doing the special teams as well as be there in case of an injury, which we've seen plenty of times. Yeah, no, uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, Doc, you feel good about that number and uh, just bring Singleton back in general? You know what, John knocked it out of the park. I don't have anything to add on that. <laughs> I agree on all points. But to go back to my previous point, Eric Sauber. <laughs> <laughs> had 23 <laughs> catches with the Broncos over the last two years. He had 10 mm-hmm. in the previous four years in the league. He only has three career touchdowns. Two of them came with the Broncos the last two years. So just saying, okay, just saying. All right, all right. I, I can see. To, to, to be fair, the coaching staff had a lot of faith in him. Just going to say that. I, I, I like Derek Sauber. I thought he was a, I think he was a, a pretty good player, pretty rounded player. Um, I just, you know, sometimes... You got to feel like being a jerk, and I trust Whoa. you guys, and you guys are safe. <laughs> so I, um, I get to do it to you guys. And this so. offense, let's be honest, didn't know how to use a tight end for at least two years ago. No, I no. mean, it's, no. it's been so long. I don't Teddy even remember. I mean, Teddy did a little bit, and because uh, that's really all he could throw to. And uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Pat Shermer didn't know what he was doing either. So yeah, no, nope. Nope. It would be well, nice, you know, if they brought him back, I'd feel pretty good about it. Tomlinson, mm, it's duplicate skill set. Eric Sauber, yeah. I would, I'd break Sauber back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm interested. We'll talk a little bit about the offense moving forward, but I think there, and I think there's a lot to talk about. Um, probably the biggest signing, maybe outside of uh, the offensive linemen, I mean, definitely outside of the offensive lineman, uh, McClinchy and Powers is uh, Zach Allen, defensive lineman out of uh, from played with the Cardinals last year, three years, 45 and three quarters mil uh, mm-hmm. over three years. How uh, how do we feel about that? I know Draymond went to Seattle, so that uh, that ship had sailed. Uh, and it sounds like maybe that was the plan all along. You know, I don't know if it was his plan. I don't know if it was the Broncos' plan. You know, he signed a a three year, fifty one million deal. I think um, so, pretty comparable as far as numbers go. 
Uh, maybe you save a little bit of money and you get someone you think is equal. Uh, if not, maybe you like more. Um, Doc, how did you feel about that overall? Uh, to me, it's all structure of the deal. Right? Draymond's going to get $23 million this year. The Broncos weren't going to be able to do that if they really wanted to add to the room. So the structure of it really was key. Zach Allen knows the defense. I think he's probably schematically more of what Vance maybe feels comfortable with. Um, so it's sad to see Draymond go. I, I think Draymond has the higher upside as a player. Um, but I think Zach Allen can do a lot of the same stuff. Not as polished of not as polished of uh, of a pass rusher. He's got to add some more to his repertoire. Um, but has some versatility. He played stand up, played hand in the dirt. Uh, so I think I think we'll see some creative ways to be able to use him. Uh, that was a guy that I assumed that they would go get. You know, I, I had said before my belief was if they're letting Draymond test the market or go they had to feel pretty good about who they would get and that seemed the most logical name uh and then being able to do that and grab your offensive lineman uh to me was uh was everything right if they got draymond they probably maybe they get one powers or mcglinchy but they definitely don't get both yeah it it was structured interestingly because i think oh this year he only has a hit of about seven and a half mil uh, the next few years are quite a bit more. So, I mean, clearly this uh, regime valued m- multiple players in free agency, wanted to to be able to clear up that cap, cap space and have room to make moves this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out long-term, but I think that overall I'm happy with the move. I think he's an effective player. Um, I think we probably all heard or, or at least like caught little tidbits of the, the Arizona sports station, whatever that was, uh, talking about how, how they're disappointed because these guys, like in a, in a disappointing year, this was one of the guys uh, in Allen that they could root for, they were excited about and saw progress with and were, um, and then he leaves. And this has been a, a, a trend for them, unfortunately, but I think in this case, it definitely benefits the Broncos. John? Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty happy with this, actually. Um, I think you're getting with Allen, someone who is, you know, someone who is pretty pretty similar in terms of run game uh, ability. I'm not saying Jones uh, was the best in the run game. Sometimes he made some great plays, but sometimes they were by maybe not following his assignment at times. And um, he was relying a lot on his athleticism and what he felt like he could do with his body, maybe instead of what the, the system was, was saying. Um, and it felt like to me, you know, with Draymond, he was able to make a difference on a lot of drives, maybe not game difference kind of plays. So I think with Zach Allen, you're getting someone who's very similar, who's going to make a difference in the run game, hopefully the whole game. Um, and, and again, his pass rushing skills aren't going to be the same as what Jones is able to bring, but you hope that he's able to make a push uh, up the middle uh, enough where your outside linebackers in, in Browning and Gregory are able to actually get home and, or at least, you know, get a hand on the ball, do something to disrupt the quarterback. So I really do like this deal. I think it, like you, like you said, it's framed very well with the, the money. Um, 
and and I'm just very excited to see what he's able to bring after a breakout year, essentially. And I do agree. Uh, we all did see that clip with the uh, the Arizona fans kind of being very disappointed. You know, they lost uh, Brian uh, Byron Murphy as well. They lost a lot of homegrown talent, and they're basically going back to the drawing board. So I understand for a lot of teams, this is a, a fun time of year. You know, for us, I feel like it's been uh, very hopeful for what I see. Uh, and uh, for other fans that maybe they're not having hope and that that must be very hard at this time of the year because most most of us that's all we're looking for is just some hope and gain rate for the season in that sense yeah for sure no I'd agree with that I think the Broncos yeah, at least you know from a standpoint of you know new regime new uh, ownership I think that they're making at least making an effort to, to make sure that we don't have a, a repeat of uh, last year and I think that that should be promising should we get our hopes up like we did uh last year at least me specifically uh, I know a lot of us were optimistic when Russ came on board uh, I don't know that we should be that optimistic but I think we're moving the right direction it feels like we're moving the right direction which I think is the biggest the biggest draw for this team right now yeah uh why don't we take a break here let's make a quick cut and then uh, we'll come back on the other side. We got some some beer time, and then we've got uh, a few more free agents, some more talk about the Broncos on the other side. So stick with us, and we will be right back. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon, which means it's the perfect time for beer time. Beer time. Why can't we do beer time in the middle of the week? That, that's it's hump day. I mean, that's, this is yeah. necessary. You got to get through the rest of the week. That's right. It is basically halftime where we're in terms of the week, uh, in yeah. terms of the time when we're recording this. Yeah, it's I'm perfect. With you. I'm with you. I have no reason to not want to drink this beer right now. So we're going to do it. Uh, I'm with the doc. I'm with what are you sipping on? I got a uh, Sam Adams bottle uh, of the seasonal cold snap white ale. Okay. This un this unfiltered and lively crisp white ale gets a kick from bright blend of smooth spring spices. I had to read that super slow because I was not going to get that right. Now. A lot of alliteration. Uh, Five point three ABV. Only ten IBU. So not, oh, a, not a bitter boy. No. So um, I'm assuming it's going to be crushable. I have to be the novice here again, as always. White ale. What does that exactly um, refer to? Is it going? Is it lighter? Is that what it's essentially saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank it's you. Like crystal clear, pretty much. It's like water. Is right. it almost? You could say. You can't say like the light version because it still has all those flavors and you know all those carbs and everything right. so it's not like yeah. a light version but it is a lighter beer uh is it is it white w-h-i-t or is it w-i-t w-h-i-t-e oh okay there's like wit beer which is like uh yeah. german german style but i bet it's probably similar similar to that yeah uh yeah mostly just due to the coloration and the the uh the mouth feel it's all pretty light uh that's right the mouthfeel <laughs> um uh sounds good i i i don't know sometimes 
they hit the spot for me. Sometimes they don't. So I'll be interested to see how that one does. I'm not a huge Sam Adams guy. I do like their Oktoberfest. Uh, that's pretty good. But uh, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to to try something if you if you give me the stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Over stamp, here, stamp. stamp, stamp. Over here, I'm rocking uh, another Odell Brewing Company, uh, 90 Shilling. Yeah. And uh, I've had 90 Shilling before, but it's been quite a while. Um, it says, named for the Scottish tax on high-quality beer, 90 Shilling is a medium-bodied amber ale with a distinct burnished copper color and a deeply pleasant aroma. If you go find our flagship ale, brilliantly refreshing and worth every shilling. Um, it's one that's been around for quite a while. It is one of their flagship beers. Um, but it's probably been like five-plus years since I've had it. So we're gonna we're gonna dip back into the ninety shilling uh, with Odell, and I'm excited to give it a try. If I remember, it's pretty heavy. Uh, I want to say like you know like like notes of caramel, uh, not like not not like a porter or a, a stout, but definitely heavy. So we'll be we'll see uh, how my memory of it uh, holds up to the, my my retaste test of it. Yeah, we'll find out. Find out. You ready to pop these babies open? I'm ready, baby. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah, you got a bottle. I forgot. Is it a... Is it, it's probably not a twisty. Is it a twisty? That was twisty. It's twisting. Uh, is it? Maybe it's just your brute up. strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just muscling it. Uh, there we go. Just okay. The old table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a dent in the varnish. No big deal. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. You're, uh, no one. Right. Cheers. 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 That smells delicious. I'm gonna do it. You're about to have a lot in Mexico. That's good. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. It's simple. Uh, a little bit more flavor than than. Uh, than a light beer, but definitely crystal. It's like if and if you look in it, like it does look kind of looks like wintery in there, you know, in like the bottle. Like if you were to look outside, it looks cold and gray a little bit. Kind of looks like. So give it a, a medium sized dub. Medium dub, okay. Yeah. I think it That's delivers okay. pretty good taste, crushable. Yeah, I always say if it if it does what it says it's gonna do, that's always worth uh, worth buying if you're in yeah, so, yeah, it's like a fuel, it's like an extra field goal, you know. Talking about field, can't go. Can't go. Um, I am enjoying this more than I remember enjoying it in the past. I don't feel like I feel like it's quite as heavy as I maybe I used to, and maybe that's just because my beer taste has changed. I remember thinking, like, at least as far as mouthfeel and whatnot, it feeling more like a porter or stout. This definitely feels more like a like a like an amber, you know, like okay. somewhere in the middle. Uh, definitely, it has a little bit of sweetness. Um, what's it say? It pairs. It says pairs well with everything. Uh, I would say that that's pretty true. They're not crushable. I don't think I would call it crushable, but um, definitely better than I remember. So I'm gonna give mine a medium dub also. Well done, Odell. You always get me. <laughs> So, uh, so who's going to get it Beckham then? Just as we bring that up, kind of Odell. Oh, Odell, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did I see? I saw some, 
Yeah, the Jets. Yeah. That's what I saw too. The Jets. Okay. Just just had to throw it in there. I mean, they get Rodgers, they get Lazard, get Odell. Yeah, Lazard. Okay, cool. Lazard. I don't really feel many strong feelings about Alan Lazard. But well, the Broncos try to get him. I, I wouldn't have been. I mean, I would have been fine with it, but it wouldn't be a, a, a needle mover again, to use that term for me. It would have been interesting to see what it meant for the rest of the room, I think. more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Let's hit these last few free agents. We're not going to take a break. We're just going to get right into it. And then let's talk about the offense a little bit uh, of the new Broncos uh, regime. Start. Let's uh, jump back into free agents. There's three more I want to hit. Maybe we just take, I'll I'll just hit you up with some questions and we can make it a quick kind of uh, back and forth. Uh, I want both of your opinions on this one, though, because I think they're going to be a little bit different. Uh, Samaji Pirine, running back uh, previously with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, was brought on two years, seven and a half mil. Uh, essentially, you know, it seems like to be RB2. Um, we'll start with John. John, how do you feel about that move um, and, and the price tag associated with it? I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I understand that it's, uh, it, it is, you know, a good, a good chunk of change for a running back instead of going for maybe an undrafted free agent or, you know, it, it's very telling what they think about Williams as he is in the, the facilities all the time. He's getting rehabbed. Um, so th- they know where Williams is at. And I think this tells us more about that, that they need someone to be the bell cow, at least for a few weeks. And they're not going to take any risk as they develop a more running uh, kind of game style, it feels like as we'll get to a little bit later. And again, the, the contract has a million in, in incentives. So we'll see how much that really, you know, the contract turns out to be uh, for the cap hit. Um, but again, I think, you know, what you're looking for in your backs today, I understand he's uh, a little bit, you know, he's not going to offer you the most, but uh, I think, you know, from an NFL perspective, you want 4.5 yards per play at minimum, be able to move again, move uh, the debt, move the, uh, keep just going down the field, uh, take, take control of the clock. And I think he's someone that can add that to the Broncos. And when Williams comes back and then I think you have a, a nice duo that are somewhat similar that can do that. And so uh, that, that leaves you for the question for who's your third running back. Um, it's going to be more of a, you know, I assume a smaller back that's more receiving and, and special teams. But um, besides that, I think he's, a, he's a great back. I think this, this is going to fit very well. Uh, I think a lot of us have seen that, you know, he, he's, solid in, in the passing game and uh he, he can offer quite a bit but what do you think doc i i've i've grown i think i complained to both of you initially i really wanted someone with a second gear yeah. um and maybe it speaks to two things one uh i think maybe the emphasis on the run game isn't getting big plays it's being consistent and moving the chain so kind of exactly what you just said john i also think maybe this is better news for javante coming back than um anything by not getting someone that is a clear-cut number one kind of running back they're getting a complimentary player i also the more that i looked at it and and we talked about this with zach allen right it's like the best thing to do is see how the fan base of the of the of the last team felt and they love P. Ryan. I mean, his uh, his ability to put his nose in there and and block and pass pro. He's a good receiver out of the backfield, so it gives you an option to be able to utilize him both 
in the run game, but especially on third down, which this team has lacked. And he's had some special team snaps. So he's he's played in all three phases, which I think uh, I think adds value, which which goes to, you know, the we'll talk about it here in a minute, the corner that they picked up. If you're gonna get back and guys, it's really helpful to to have guys that can contribute on on special teams so that you're you know, because that that room has to be better. Dear God, it has to be better. And uh and that's a way to do it. You know, Smajer Piran is a professional, right? And from all accounts, and uh you're adding that that guy to the special teams room on top of the running backs room. I think it's a it's a good move. I definitely want them to add one more to that room. You know, probably a developmental guy in the draft, uh, someone to change the speed for it. But uh, but I like it and the money, right? Uh, just saw what uh what Baltimore paid Justice Hill. It's pretty similar, and uh, someone might be asking who's Justice Hill. Exactly. So Samaj P Ryan, more accomplished player, yeah. um, and so I like it. I, I like it. I've come around. I, I come around. My initial response was, eh, they got to do something else. And you know what? If that's what they did. They draft a young guy. Um, I'd be, and it would be okay in the short term. Yeah, short term. definitely feels like uh, you know, Peyton wants his uh, running backs right now to be hammers and not, uh, yeah, and w- wants everyone to be a nail. So I think they're gonna they're gonna be pounding pounding the rock for sure. Yeah, I think that that's the way to right. Like this team now is is hammers. It's not mm-hmm. an exotic tool. It's blunt force trauma and. Uh, yeah. And you know what? If it matches the identity, especially one that the team hasn't had in a in a long time, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We got to do something different, and uh, I like it. it. You know what to expect from this team now, and that's that to me is like the the good part, right? Like, oh god, yeah, we got. We know what this team is going to look like day in and day out, which is great. Uh, talking about hammers, let's talk about uh, another signing the Broncos made. Doc, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, and I don't know that it requires a whole lot of uh, talking, but uh, Michael Burton fullback one year. What does that mean to this team? What what? Uh, why bring on a fullback? Well, because they're gonna run the ball, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> again, you bring in a hammer. He's five eleven, two forty two. Um, so a large man. Um, not in height but in stout thickness, if you will. Yeah. Um, and uh, and a guy that has familiarity with, with Sean Payton's offense again, so playing with uh, with Payton back in 2020, as John had informed us. I really like also that he's played with, uh, with Kansas City the last couple of years. Um, so he's played in all 17 games last season, all 16 the previous, or 16 the previous year before, 15 uh, with New Orleans in 2020. So a guy that stays on the field, has a few catches, um, but not necessarily a threat. He's coming in to put his face in your chest and move you, which, again, we talked about. I'll say it again. This team has decided we're not going to struggle when it's third and three or less, which yeah. adds to the value of Russell Wilson, too. Right? If you have the, the capability and you know it, uh, we can run the ball down your throat. We feel really confident with that. It adds to the play-action value that uh, Russ Wilson will bring or the boot-keep game, et cetera. Um, and that's just, you know, him, you got him, Mannerts, Miners, and McGlinchey. Let's yeah. all that three times fast. Yeah, that's on the right saying. side, right? And then, you know, you got Samaj P. Ryan, Javante, or if they bring Latavius back, 
they're picking up first down. Like I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll parlay that all of the time. Yeah. So I, I like it. It's not earth shattering. It's close to vet minimum again, uh, but another guy that can come in, picks it up, probably can add some, some insight too into what Kansas city does and what they like to do. So anytime that you can take a player with familiarity from your biggest rival, it's a, it's a good day in my opinion. So I, I like it and it shows the commitment to the run game that we're all excited about. No, I'd agree with that, John. Feelings about that. I, I do have a question for you, uh, Doc. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on fourth and one? Is that going to be uh, done more often with Sean Payton? It sounds like so. So, yeah. I mean, even when it comes to fourth and one, we're yeah. going to see more of uh, Burton pushing, you know, Russell Wilson in the back to make sure he gets the first down. So that's important. Uh, and like you said, he's going to be a, a bruiser who's going to open up holes. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much we're, we're really honestly going to see him, but he'll be there for special teams on plays like, uh, you know, um, you know, doing field goals, things along those lines as a blocker. Uh, this is a fine signing. And again, he has film familiarity with Peyton. Uh, so good move. Happy with it and excited to push those chains. What about you, JT? Any, yeah. any big thoughts? No, no big thoughts. Just, just like that there, there's going to be an emphasis on the running game, which I think was what we kind of expected last year. That never really happened, um, or at least not to the effect that we wanted it to. So I think the more tools you have in your tool belt, let's uh, let's kind of gear up for for what the you know if you if that's what the part of the goal is, like get all the tools that you can because uh, you know you got to have them to to be able to to run that kind of offense. Uh, let's hit. I think there's. T- Two more, one, one more, two more. Um, let's start with cornerback slash returner, uh, Traymon Smith. Uh, two years, five and a half mil. Not probably a player none of, not many people are aware of. I, someone that I'm not really, hadn't really been aware of until the Broncos signed him. Uh, maybe, Doc, you want to just give us a little bit of background on this cat? Yeah, I mean, really a, a returner at heart. So uh, it does have a 98-yard kickoff return, I believe, against Jacksonville with uh, Houston, where he, he broke quite a few tackles, so it wasn't a, a, a clean clean getaway. Picked off Dak Prescott twice last year. Uh, not necessarily that that's like an achievement. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so in my opinion, it's a, you know, it's raising the floor. You bring in a, a fourth corner with, with a little bit of upside. Um, some good tangible skills, um, and a guy that can push in the return game. Talked about uh, Montreal Washington has to be better, and now you have a guy that's done it in this league pretty successfully, at least in the kick return game. So I would assume, too, he'll probably uh, he's probably had some other special teams snaps as a gunner, et cetera. So it's a, it's a nice back-end move, a guy that can do multiple yeah. things, can contribute if need be on – um, on defense and has has some you know has has some good pelts on the wall in the return game, which is a plus. He also has yeah. a rush. I don't know how or when that happened. If that was on <laughs> a, a fake field goal or punt or something, but um, one rush for seven yards. So who knows? Maybe he's obviously athletic enough to return. Maybe yeah. they threw him back there at running back. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, a, a nice a nice uh, whatever way we would call that. I don't know that I would call him like a second wave guy in terms of like price tier, but sure. uh, a nice back end, uh, back end yeah. complimentary player. Some, some depth, some depth piece. Yeah. A depth piece as well. Yeah. Why didn't I just say depth piece? Yeah, I don't know. 
You know, I, I've been struggling to find words all pod, so I don't, I don't really know. Um, John, I'm going to talk about some, some tenders, and I'm going to ask which one you think is the most impactful. Uh, Corliss Waitman appears to be back. Quinn Bailey, Jonas Griffith. Any feels on any of those? Um, Jonas, I think you need him for obviously for uh, special teams. He adds a lot of value there. And he is a great backup when it comes to uh, the off-ball linebacker position. He's been there. He's played a lot of snaps, even though it was under Evero, and he's he's got a new system. I still like that a lot. Um, and when it comes to Corliss Waitman, here's my thought: like it, it's not going to cost you much. Uh, you know, I, I believe it's nine hundred forty thousand is his deal. Uh, if it doesn't work out, you know, you you bring in someone else for competition, uh, see what they can do. Uh, and, and you know, let them fight it out essentially. And uh, and if not, then you say goodbye to Waitman if he's unable to uh, be the starter again. But uh, not my favorite, not my favorite guy personally when it came to punting. It's been it's been rough for years for the Broncos when it comes to that. Um, and it, pardon me, who was the other one? Quinn Bailey. Yes. Uh, you know, I like Quinn Bailey. I know a lot of the the players like him. The team likes him. Uh, they find him to be very valuable in terms of someone who can play tackle and guard and be that swing because it. it that kind of swing position instead of a swing center and guard. Um, so he has a lot of value there, uh, especially when it came to, um, you know, the, the left side. And, uh, you know, he he did see some some maybe some more plays than some expected uh, compared to Calvin Anderson even last year uh, when when that came to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that there are I think they're positive signings for sure. Uh, and I think. Griffith just gives you some more depth, which is always good. And uh, I do trust him in kind of a pinch. If you need someone to come up and fill in for an injury, I think he is a solid option. Um, and of course, he's going to play special teams, which he's been known for in his career, which I think is a, po- uh, a positive for sure, too. Um, we don't have a ton of time left, so I want to get into two quick questions. Uh, first, I want to start, and whoever wants to jump in first, whoever comes off mute first, you go. Oh, Doc, Doc didn't even let me ask the question. Do we, this is more of a, of a, a JT feeling. Do, does anyone feel like perhaps Sean Payton and the staff are a bit disenfranchised with the offensive weapons the Broncos currently have? Yes. I, I, my opinion is, one, for, for cost. I think if you go look at, what they ran in New Orleans, they didn't run five wide. They sometimes will line up and empty. But that would be two tights split out, running back split out, whether that's Kamara or Sproles, etc. So they didn't they didn't really run, um, you know, a, a really pass heavy um, groupings. So you have a lot of money and a lot of resources at a position that won't get used, and so potentially. That's an area that you can draw from from to not only relieve some cap um, stress, but uh, acquire additional picks, maybe a player. Not really sure which route they're going to go, but I think that there's some, you know, it's a fresh perspective. Sean Payton hasn't been here. He didn't draft any of those players. There's no commitment to them, really. Um, You know, everything that they did for previous regimes doesn't really matter to the new one. And sadly, I think that that's probably how it should be. Uh, Sean Payton was here to build a winner and he's got to do that in the way that he sees fit. And some of the, some of the players don't fit that mold. 
Yeah, I think uh, the big thing was that we saw the Broncos try to go and sign Lazard, um, and the, the Jets ended up getting him. But to me, that's saying that the Broncos would have liked to have him and then been able to trade some assets that were wide receivers um, and pick up you know, either draft capital for this year or the future. I'm not quite sure what they were looking for, but they were obviously looking for someone else to come in at wide receiver and and make a difference honestly and and then make some make some move with one of their wide receivers and again we've heard a lot of talk with with judy sutton uh not so much with tim patrick at least uh, have you guys heard much with tim patrick being more of a, a piece to move i haven't heard it um so it sounds like judy and sutton have been the guys they've talked about but it, it's it's one of those things where um, the Broncos seem to be asking for a little bit more than what the market's offering at this time. And, you know, the market usually changes when it comes close to playoff time and, and some teams have to really make a push. So uh, we'll see where the Broncos are at when it comes down a little long ways away. But um, yeah, the, it, it, I do agree that this, there is some, they're a little bit uh, not so sure about their uh, at least wide receiver core, especially. Yeah. I think mostly like I'm, I'm dialing into that wide receiver group as well. Uh, it just seems like, you know, it's pretty well known that Jerry's a, a, a potentially on the trade block. Cortland's been shopped. Uh, it sounds like KJ's on the the trade block as well. Um, you know, bringing on a returner. I don't know if that means anything for Washington, but it, it just seems like maybe overall this group doesn't feel uh, like it like it does much for Sean Payton. I just wanted your opinions because that's kind of how I was feeling about it. I wanted to see if we were in sync with that. Um, last question, and I, I think that we haven't talked much about it, so I just want to kind of get everyone's feelings on uh, Draymond Jones leaving and going to Seattle. Uh, if we feel like the Broncos missed an opportunity to bring him back, I know that there's kind of some prevailing thought that maybe he didn't want to be back, and that's that's a possibility too. Uh, but I kind of wanted just to get how y'all are feeling about Draymond in general. Uh, I think he was the better option um, as a player, higher upside, in my opinion. That said, I do think Zach Allen is going to be a very uh, positive piece for for Denver. I think that they will also add again to that room. I think you still have to fill the other end position. I don't know that I feel that strongly about the the selections from last year about uh, their capability to be able to uh, come in and start right away uh, this season. We'll see. Um, but uh, but I think the defense will be okay. I, I don't think it, the drop-off will be significant. And he might go to Seattle and ball out. I hope he does. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't necessarily coming to fruition here. So the version of Zach Allen that they'll get as he ascends will be better than what Draymond was, in my opinion. And so that's how I will grade it. Like, is Zach Allen a good addition? And I think that that's uh that, that will be a resounding. Yeah. yeah. John, you agree with that? Yeah, pretty much. I also think that, you know, he, he pretty much indicated that he, he was gone for, for a long time. Uh, he wasn't happy with a lot of the players that, you know, left and he uh, he missed kind of some of the old ways, maybe uh, a little bit, or at least the old names. And he's going back, he's going to Seattle to get a new culture. And uh, I think for the Broncos, they have to kind of, at least as, as a fan base, have to look at it as, you know, he didn't want to be here and, and let's move on kind of thing. It's it's not the, the biggest deal. Uh, you know, it, you know, I, I know 
Uh, a lot of people view him as a, a great player, uh, which he is, but he's not he's not a elite uh, defensive, you know, interior defensive lineman, at least at this point. And I, I think uh, like we were talking about earlier, his his cap and, and the way it was going to be spread out was was not going to be uh, acceptable for the Broncos and what they are doing this year. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. And uh, we'll see. What about you, JT? Yeah, I feel similarly. Like, I like Draymond. Obviously, he was a Buckeye, so I've been watching him for a long time. Um, and I think he's ended up being a better player than I anticipated he would even be, which uh, was a nice surprise. Um, I don't know. I just I kind of felt that maybe after Chubb got traded, he he realized, you know, this is a, a team that means business and they're not going to make moves that necessarily I agree with. <clears throat> and maybe that kind of colored his uh, perception of the Broncos long term. I'm not sure. That's fully speculating, but it seemed like based on his remarks after that occurred, that money was on his mind. You know, if you're going to move a guy like like Chubb, that's going to free up space to pay some other guys. Um, it seems like that's maybe where his head was at. So, good luck to him. I like him. I don't wish him any anything but uh, good success in his career moving on. But I'm glad that we got someone to fill in that spot that I think is going to step up to the plate. Uh, we're going to call it here. Thank you, boys, so much for your time. We got to jump out of here, but uh, make sure you guys are being kind to one another. Be safe out there and go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.